I am Johnny Massacre and welcome to my world. Tonight, recently released Spider-Man 2 on the Sony PlayStation 5, apparently is an ode to diversity, positivity, optimism, <laughs> and progressive thought. Who is, <laughs> who is with me? Give me a hell yeah! So there are plenty of reviews coming in for Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation 5 and they're all glowingly positive. But we've seen glowingly positive reviews of bad games in the past so i don't know whether the game is good or not however i've just read a review and it kind of tells me that the mainstream media reviews are probably very high scored for want of a better expression because the game has the kind of political content that the mainstream media loves so check out this review of spider-man 2 on financial post they say Marvel's Spider-Man 2 review, the feel-good game of the decade. Insomniac's follow-up to its 2018 superhero hit is an ode to diversity, positivity, optimism, and progressive thought. This is written by Chad. Chad says, I'm unaware of another blockbuster game with anything close to the feel-good vibes of Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Insomniac Games' follow-up to its 2018 hit Marvel's Spider-Man and the 2020 spin-off Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales has so much positive energy and progressive political messaging that at one point I actually found my cheeks hurt from prolonged fill in the blank. <laughs> okay, so the guy writing this review who loves Spider-Man 2, this is uh, one of the tweets he made. He said, I completely forgot overnight that I installed a Chrome extension that changes all instances of Trump in my browser to the big orange jackass and I've started my morning dying of laughter. So people with Trump derangement syndrome love Spider-Man 2. So what does that say about the game? Now you want to know what kind of woke content apparently is in this game? Man, buckle up. So Chad says, as you swing through the game's immense and detailed virtual New York, you're taking fan a fantastically diverse city filled with people of various ages, gender identities, physical... <laughs> oh man. Physical physical disabilities he he's a journalist but he couldn't spell disabilities and skin colors all just living their lives i wonder if the game includes any maga hats because if it's a very diverse game it will also include people from all political beliefs right 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 chad says there are cultural street festivals with dancing cooking you can almost smell rainbow and ukraine <laughs> ukrainian flags hang in front of stores <laughs> People speak in languages in which they're fluent, whether that means English, Spanish, a Spanish or ASL. So people using, <laughs> using sign language in Spider-Man 2. Uh, we're just getting started. So listen to the wokeness in Spider-Man 2 here. Chad says, and missions often up the positivity, <laughs> positivity ante. Some of my favorites are ones where there isn't even any fighting or action <laughs> or any action, but rather Spidey is just doing friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stuff when he helps a gay kid arrange a series of surprises around campus for his boyfriend. Woo! At one point, someone says, they want to pay Spider-Man for his services. Fucking hell, bruv. And he replies that Spider-Man never accepts payment, except for BJ's. <coughs> I meant hugs. He'll always take a hug. Okay. So I don't really need to, to read much more there. You, <laughs> you, you pretty much know the political tone of Spider-Man 2. 
it's a shame because the game actually looks great graphically. I was looking at some some videos of it today, and it's probably the best graphics yet seen on the current generation of consoles. So there you go. Uh, I, a lot of people these days are put off by the political messaging in these games because it makes them feel isolated, and they know that the people who make the games hate them. And why would you play something that's made by someone who hates you? But I do know that, I mean, everything's so left-leaning now in entertainment. You have to kind of pick and choose. Because if you, if you don't play anything that's woke, you basically will not be playing anything. Because there's pretty much in every kind of game, there's some kind of wokeness. Whether it's uh, the developers want it or whether people are kowtowing to uh, the PSG cartel. I mean, even FromSoft, they, they don't have biological sex in their games. But obviously, the people who make FromSoft, they don't actually hate you. They, they're doing that under pressure from Bandai, uh, Bandai uh, Namco in that case. So do you think you'll still be able to play through it and not be put off by, by the fact that the developers hate you? Chad says, don't be surprised if a vocal minority of players boycott the game for its social justice themes. Ironically, he says, the game makes for fantastic escapism. I mean, what a very warped idea of what escapism is my idea of escapism is getting away from politics and and having make uh, playing a game that makes you forget about that kind of stuff where you don't have to think about all this serious shit in the real world but to a social justice warrior um words basically have no meaning and are completely malleable so i i wouldn't say that this game is big on escapism if it <laughs> is full of political themes but yeah I'm not going to bore you to death with the whole article. But um, there you go. So it's Spider-Man 2. It's obviously going to be woke. What do you think about that? I'm Johnny Masker. And if you're just joining us, we're discussing Spider-Man 2 featuring Ukrainian flags, pride flags, missions where you help gay people hook up with their boyfriends and uh, all manner of um, progressive themes. But if you have been watching from the beginning, then stop your grinning and drop your linen. Donate some cash and let's keep winning. Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Masker. The more you donate, the more of me you're going to get. You can just punch that into your browser there. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Streamlabs.com forward slash Johnny Massacre. We've got how many days to go? Two weeks to go to make $1,144. That is how much we made last month. And we've made $447 so far. Really appreciate you. Uh, see you in the comments down there. See Milky T says, hell yeah. Internet tough guy says, sup, Johnny, sup, internet tough guy. And I see Brittany Elder. I haven't seen you for a while, Brittany. How are you, Brittany? I was going to call you Britters, but I know you don't like that. So I'll be respectful and call you Brittany. Wouldn't want to misname you. Wouldn't want to dead name you. Internet tough guy, controversial statement says, everybody knows Superman is the best superhero. My favorite is actually Spider-Man. I like the 90s comics uh, where they're more gritty grittier and where venom was like a real beast and a real real threat those are my favorites 90s x-men from 1990 to about 95 after that the art style went all weird and just i can't even describe it but i really didn't like the way it went after that but night oh man i'm so lucky to have experienced the 90s x-men aesthetic put into a video game with with amazingly talented uh, japanese animators in the the x-men versus street fighter and marvel versus street fighter titles that was my era. There's an element of nostalgia there, so I am biased, but 90s, early 90s, Spider-Man. Oh my God, that was good. Also, the, of course, Batman. Uh, early 90s Batman was great as well. Internet Tough Guy says, the new Zelda game is really, really good. Elden Ring levels are fun. Keeps pushing me to play it. I don't have a Switch, but if somebody sends a, a Switch to my PO box, I will I'll play it. I'll play it live. 
Linda Marconi is here. Hello, Linda Marconi. So since I've got you all, we might as well just go through my Twitter bookmarks, which kind of gives you a rough idea of the news at the moment. There's quite a lot of news. Last night, Piers Morgan debated um, Mr. Hijab. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a pro-Palestine guy. That didn't really go that well for Piers Morgan. Uh, Hijab was very well prepared in his arguments and was... I mean, his his strategy reminded me of a lot of the the passionate, um, uh, like pro Hamas people themselves. Are very aggressive, very in your face. Don't give you a second to breathe. Just like run in there and like kidnap and murder your women and children. This guy Hijab was just all over Piers Morgan. Everything Piers Morgan said, Hijab dictated the tempo of the debate. The, the debate by going, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. I've never seen someone take this much Adderall. He must be at the, the upper threshold of the legal limit of Adderall. He was just shouting and screaming at Piers Morgan. And try, uh, but and he was mad aggressive. But Piers Morgan was going really red. And I, I don't think Piers Morgan was that prepared for the debate. This is a problem. People who are po pro-Palestine and Hamas, they, they take advantage of, of, the, of the West's kind of good-naturedness and the way that they're... they're they have a kind of guilt about their perhaps their past colonial past and they know people are like that and so they take advantage of it Piers Morgan went into that debate really respectful and you could tell he was making a real conscious effort to speak slowly and calmly and and try to try to find some common ground but this guy went into attack <laughs> he went into attack Piers and uh, he's he's good in a debate but he's very loud and abrasive a bit like myself maybe at times so that happened and that's blowing up on the internet so you should probably check that out but it's it's such a miserable debate because one person i don't think was in there um wanting to have like a well-meaning debate he went in there to uh, to to destroy and and piers morgan actually wanted to to kind of collaborate so that happened that was kind of interesting i saw that yesterday what else is going on so let's just go through some random twitter bookmarks shall we so apparently it's it's george floyd's 50th birthday interesting and i can't help but see the parallels like george floyd was a criminal drug addict and a loser and an absolute bastard if you look he 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 was involved in a robbery where they 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 robbed some pregnant woman at gunpoint that's legit he did a bunch of other weird uh, weird terrible things as well and he had a, a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system when the the police arrested him and so they took this guy who was a massive cunt and they used his death in order to kind of um, mobilize the masses uh, into some kind of political movement and then <clears throat> you can see similar things happening uh in like palestine you, you have all these absolute fuckers like hamas and they do something really stupid and they end up dying and then in the same way they use their deaths as a way to like mobilize the masses so th there's kind of weird parallels here it's, it's you know when somebody dies it can it can mobilize people and, and create some kind of uh, movement you must have noticed that it's really really interesting the psychology of how that happens right somebody dies and that's that's the trigger that makes a, a mass group of people get together and say right we this has gone too far and that's called a martyr so the power of the martyr is massive and it's george floyd's 50th birthday the movement he's associated with recently various chapters came out and had uh, celebrated like palestine and supported palestine <laughs> with with silhouettes of like of paragliders which is obviously praising the 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 Hamas terrorists that went in and 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 murdered uh, you know thousands of civilians. So 
yeah, this guy that that is essentially spawned the Black Lives Matter movement, um, Black Lives that movement now like aligning themselves with Hamas and stuff like that. So it just goes to show you how ridiculous all of this was. Hamas, uh, BLM people, you know, they've lost so much of their clout, and and so many of them have been in trouble uh, for fraud. And Patrice Cullors has distanced her, distanced herself from the movement because obviously they took a lot of money and it's badly managed and. And you know they they <clears throat> they were very sketchy what they did financially with the donations and where the money went and stuff like that. So this is still going. They're still going to uh, champion Floyd. It's his fiftieth birthday. And James Lindsay on on X says probably the largest fraud in American history. Uh, interesting. So what other news we got going on today? In Washington, D.C., the post-millennial says pro-Palestinian protesters fight police officers attempt to breach the barrier at the White House. What? I thought this is these people have to go to jail for life, considering January the 6th. What's happening here, bro? So <laughs> you got you got some craziness going on there at the White House. Uh, apparently today's the or today's the hundredth anniversary of Walt Disney starting his company. I mean, holy shit, dude! How far have Disney fallen? Disney was the bomb. I watched Bambi the other day. It's amazing. I'm probably going to go back and watch all their other stuff. The original things were so great. And they still kind of had it together in the 90s, right? They even, all the way up until Toy Story, they, they were making some good stuff. And then when wokeness infected the company, then they went to shit. And now everything they're doing is just, is political at the expense of art and purity. So Disney's 100th anniversary. Everything they touch nowadays turns to shit, uh, Star Wars included. So 100 years of Disney today. I found this Babylon Bee post quite funny because it, it touches upon a, a truth, in my opinion. They say, Hamas clarifies they're meant to start the type of war where they get to do whatever they want and nobody fights back. So it's like they go in and they do all this crazy shit repeatedly. And then when Israel defend themselves, Israel, you terrible people, <laughs> you're so terrible. The epoxy is not lost on me. What else is going on in the world today? Not much else, really. Just still the, the Israel-Palestine war. And yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything. So thank you for joining me today, everybody. And much love to you. Take care. And I will see you on the next one. Good night, y'all.